I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole? Hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 262 with Papa Roots. It is Aristos Metatron. We'll be talking about health and wealth, as well as the transference of ancient wisdom between elders and the youth. Welcome and well met, Papa Roots. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Uh, pleasure. I, Raphael was like, I've got a friend, and if you say you can show up, he'll be here and all this stuff. So I'm glad this is happening. Uh, I know you guys know each other. Um, but we'll get into that kind of in a minute. Something we do at the beginning of these podcasts is uh, correlate the episode number, in this case, 262, reducing down to 10, which is 1, being the Magician card. In this card deck, it's actually the Starman, the David Bowie Starman, the Alchemist. This is about manifesting your reality. Your ideas are communicated and brought into the physical world with ease. Uh, you have everything you need to create the world you desire and reconfigure yourself in liberating, expressive, and complex ways. Raphael, what do you got for us? So we have, let's see. If it's the sun, I swear. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, this is this is not possible. We I mean, sun, it's okay. We'll take it. Hey, shit. I don't know. I just think it's funny that I said, I swear. Yeah, but this uh, is like a joke. Yeah, it's like, actually, it's a full deck of suns. Uh, so he pulled the sun card in the Brian uh, Lars. Sorry, I'm just um, reacting like this because it's literally like, I think the third time. In, and I did four draws until now with this deck, only for the last four shores. And it's the third time that the exactly. sun is showing up. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but I mean, whatever. Okay. No, it's all good. Um, so the sun card, uh, Raphael, if you want to talk about that a little, uh, again. <laughs> oh, well, do you know, supreme success, you know, the sun, you know, a bit about tarot pun? A little bit. Yeah. I'm yeah. not, I'm not very into that. Well, you know, even just in a very simple sense, if you have all the celestial bodies, you know, the sun, I guess, you know, is the most obvious one, you know, and the sun certainly, you know, sustaining life, creativity, energy, triumph, supreme success, you know, so all the good things, all the positive qualities are combined in the sun symbolism. I like so, these cards, yeah. yeah great. <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't have to know all 78 cards. Potentially, there's like a lot of roads in Tarot. But uh, the Major Arcana, there's a really good video I'll send it to you. It's called 21 Faces of God. It's like two and a half hours, but it's very interesting archetypes kind of being represented in that um, framework. Um, but yeah, between that uh, Magician card, the Starman, and the Sun, uh, is there anything that syn synchronizes for you or resonates? Do you feel like the Magician? Again? Yeah, uh, is there definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's it also also good. it's very funny. It's very funny because you said about the the magician uh, and also the about manifesting. And uh, the interesting thing is that I'm in in the human design. I'm a manifester. So nice. 
okay. it's kind of fitting. That's a uh, lot well. of responsibility. Uh, my fiance's are manifestor. Yeah, kind it's of. Like, you guys get what you want. You got to tell us what you want, I guess. I'm a generator. I think Raphael is as well. So we're going to build your pyramids, but you got to tell us which way, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> um, Probably. Yeah, I have so, many plans. So. Um, I, it's funny. You just sent me your chart. And just for the record, folks, he's a... Um, his son is in cancer, but he has a lot of Gemini. His moon is almost conjunct my moon. The moon is in Gemini right now for the collective as we speak. Mercury in Gemini, Mars in Gemini. I mean, you got a whole lot of that. Um, Jupiter in Scorpio, not surprising. Uh, and you're, I think, North Node there. Uh, not surprising you're into kind of like magic and transformation, the magician, right? Alchemy of uh, the self probably being in service of others. So in some weird way, your being yourself is the sun that ignites other people's magic too. Um, sun card being oh, there. so i won't keep milking that cow till it comes home or whatever but um <laughs> let's get into how you guys know each other um I'm, i believe you're a viennese as well i mean maybe not originally uh, but how do you know Robert? yeah yeah i'm 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 viennese so I've, i'm born and raised here my father oh, okay, has gotcha. my father is has the roots in greece so this gotcha. is where the name comes from um and i know rafael i think for five years and something now i think first time we met on a festival and a gathering uh but also from the licht anchor from the association they have uh and yeah since then our path crossed many times we had a few good talks and uh yeah it's now good to here. know that yeah <laughs> like minds are in the same kinds of cities i mean it's good I, I haven't obviously been to vienna right before covid popped i had a ticket i still have a voucher um to go to vienna and hang out and check all this stuff out but as soon as reality got turned upside down i kind of couldn't go anywhere so um so you guys didn't like grow up like chums in school or anything you became aware of each other more recently through kind of uh consciousness and uh ecstatic music kind of stuff it seems yeah exactly exactly through common That's friends one would say and i mean i guess the great yeah. privilege i mean maybe this is in different cities or major cities but ideally once you get some connections and people you know are somewhat empathetic and so on and you know open then eventually you get to know everybody right so i mean everybody but yeah in a sense yeah. you know or those that at least you know publicly declared themselves to be interested whatever in wellness and health and spirituality or whatever um and if they're sociable enough you know eventually you have a good chance to get to meet them you know <laughs> you find the other alchemists uh, if you shine yeah. your sunlight as they say all right so um cool that's how you guys know each other we want to get all into your business and figure out what you're up to but i guess maybe the best place to start uh is maybe your culture how you grew up um when you started turning on to maybe mysticism and occultism or however you might phrase that uh psychedelics anything like that um maybe your parents were acid dealers who knows but uh sometimes people it's really funny like like especially now like people in the 60s or 70s have had kids you know since then so not everybody's coming from like a hardcore conservative um you know, Greek Orthodox background or whatever you might be coming from. So, uh, yeah, fill us in on what, like, how did you get to where you are now, basically? Yeah, and you could so, be as long or uh, short as but that as you want. Yeah. So for me, I grew up with uh, my parents in Vienna with my grandparents. We had a house and we have still have an old uh, farm in, in the forest. So I was much time in nature as a child. This was very important for me. 
and there I always felt a special connection. So I spent hours and hours in the forest alone. Um, and yeah, as a child, I started uh, playing that I'm meditating. I did like um <laughs> stuff like that. So for just for joke, uh, I I was reminded of that by my mother a few a few days ago. It was very funny. Uh, and that really the had not stripes, right? As they say. <laughs> yeah, it's in, in a blood. way, yes. So in, in a way, I was not very into mysticism or knowledge or whatever. So I went with my father in the Greek uh, Orthodox Church, and I was uh, in the school and whatever. So nothing special. Afterwards, I found out my uh my mother has books the flower of life books from from melchizedek and stuff like that and she's uh having um uh how you call uh bach bach blüten bach flowers is like so as essences for uh therapeutic reasons like uh, homeopathic stuff uh with flower essences and right like essential oils yeah in, in a way yes and uh on the other side, my aunt, uh, her sister, uh, she's a Reiki master. <laughs> so I, um, I wasn't really aware of all this stuff what was going on. So I was uh, going my way. I was really bad in school uh, because I was not interested in this in this shit they taught us there. Uh, most of all, of course, some things were important. For example, my English that is now very good, but I didn't learn English in the school, so it doesn't matter either. <laughs> um yeah and then i started my career i was a chef i was was working in five star hotels in uh five star restaurants and i worked for sport uh for soccer teams uh and really good restaurants and uh with 22 i had my burnout uh where everything stopped for me and this was kind of the first time i started to ask about okay what i'm living is not exactly what i'm supposed to or there uh, first time a, a big question that um, accompanies accompanies me for a long time is does it really nourish me it came to me this question and and for me this is so important for recalibrating our inner compass and there i started questioning my life you're a cancer it's like food nourishment <laughs> uh, yeah not, exactly I mean, so right I'm, I'm double cancer so what more than nourishing is my uh <laughs> calling is my way huh? my yeah. calling so and, and you can translate that this question in 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 whatever realm you want, whatever topic you want, either it's relationships or it's food. So a very basic and simple question, uh, like when you go to McDonald's and eat there a burger, <laughs> the question, does it really nourish me is, uh, yeah. <laughs> the it's a answer fundamental one obvious. that most people don't ask, yeah. Exactly. And on the other side, when you have a home-cooked meal from your granny, what nourishes you more? Huh? It's like, this is a very easy example i don't want to i don't want to sidetrack you too much but um just on the topic of food and stuff do you uh, do you think that like there's a magic ingredient in terms of when cooking or whatever like tlc like tender loving care or whatever the intention of the cook 
because it seems like industrial cooking, uh, like yeah. McDonald's or whatever, it's just like get it out there, shut them up, move them out. Um, whereas, yeah, this you know, this not- was this was one of the reasons why I stopped cooking. Also, is mm-hmm. because I felt that it's uh, so I had. Uh, uh, I had one cook that was uh, had in a conversation or not even a conversation. We had a fight about that, and I told him that he he thought he was the best, and uh, he had his nose up there somewhere. And I I'm a gourmet and blah blah blah. And I told him, yeah, still the food of my grandmother tastes better than, than yours. <laughs> and and he was getting furious and why and why and why and I said, yeah, because the magic ingredient is love. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's funny because and this, this, not everybody yeah. gets that. Not everybody gets that. I think there's a little lag, so I'll try yeah. to keep space. Um, but go ahead. And, and this, this, this is what turns food into medicine for me personally. And, and when I cook and I have my full heart, the open heart and the good intention and full love flowing into that because I love cooking and uh, I really, uh, it's my meditation in a way. Um, then this food becomes medicine. And then it starts really nur- nourishing us on more levels than just the physical body. Right. Because when you charge that food with also with energy, with, with, good, in- with good energy, what flows through you, uh, you can use various techniques. Uh, I at, in the beginning of my way, I started also with Reiki. I told you earlier, my aunt was uh, is a Reiki master, and because of her, after my first uh, after the first burnout I had, uh, I went to her and asked her and asked her for a session and to help me. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the way where I where I got the feeling and where I got initiated into that, that I, I need to dig deeper into this topic. And then I also started to make my own, uh, uh, so I went to my other aunt, <laughs> uh, from, uh, which the sister of my mother learned the, the Reiki and was initiated and got initiated by her too in the first two grades. And this is kind of where my energetic work path started. Hmm. Uh, I parted from from Reiki and do, I'm doing something else now, but I'm really grateful for that because this opened the door for me uh, into a new realm, into a new dimension. What is possible, and what that's is, always what the fun is, stuff. Uh, the, yeah, the initiatory what, what is, experiences. Did you ever yeah. try the? Because you talk about food and we talk about love and infusing your food with love, which of course is perfectly accurate, accurate and <laughs> and correct. However, some people maybe maybe not listening to this, but generically still could be like, oh, how can you infuse your food with, with love, even if it's even if you can taste it? Of course, the simple explanation here would be along the lines of uh, Masaru Emoto, even though it was an art project, but basically showing how you can actually structure water with your thoughts and most likely everything else or charge it you know these are things which ultimately can also be shown or measured um so i would like to ask you also if you've done reiki if you ever tried the rice hado experiment or if you know about it where you put the rice uh, about the rice yeah and, yeah i tried i tried it yeah and how did it work out for you yeah as uh, as explained <laughs> yeah i mean briefly I still haven't tried yeah, that. I yeah. don't know why. Uh, rafa have you done it 
yeah, yeah, I did it like many years ago when I was exploring these things, and I was okay. I'm just gonna try it myself, and yeah, this, the 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 results were very obvious. Actually, again, it's kind of unspectacular because it's just exactly how they described it. So yeah, yeah, so it works. What to say? Yeah. So with your burnout yeah. from the cooking, was that because um, I mean there was a lot of egotistical kind of competitive people, and they weren't doing it with heart, and that was discouraging to you? So you, or was it just? Did it become kind of a mechanical job and you were just like, I've lost my passion for this? Or how did that work? Um, no, I think I think the burnout had many trigger points. Uh, and it's just a symptom of uh, not following my path that is for me. And uh, in my opinion, life gives you hints or the universe or God or Buddha or however you want to call it. I don't care. Uh, it, it gives you hints. Subtle hints, more and more and more and more. And the first hint I got is that when I started being an apprentice with 16, I went into this building, a five-star hotel, and started to be their apprentice for three years. And the first thing I thought to myself, I'm not going to do this my whole life. <laughs> this was, so was the, one of the first it. thoughts I had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, You're psychic, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jupiter and now, Scorpio now and I know it. Now yeah. I know it. Then I didn't have an idea. Then uh, my life was uh, working, uh, smoking pot, and 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 drinking my my brains off. This was right. my youth. <laughs> well, I think it's a, other, it's a otherwise, though, right? <laughs> uh, such a sensitive person like me uh, is not capable of. Uh, coping with this, what is going on inside there. So there's yeah. uh, what I wanted to say about the burnout. So there were many reasons why this burnout came. So uh, the first and biggest one of uh, of uh, reasons or roots of of the of the burnout is lack of appreciation. Hmm. This is one of the biggest biggest things because you do you do you do you give all your energy all your passion all your all your love and everything into that company and, and do everything. And uh, what you go got back is uh, nothing but uh, a pain in the ass. And not even a pay raise, <laughs> right? Yeah. But no, not even a raise so or anything, you know? Apprenticeship, yeah. Yes, yeah, you get nothing. Not even, not even the tips you get, as a, you know? Not even tips. That's crazy. So in a sense, um, I know uh, St. Paul, you might know this, is like, you know, you can make, you can speak in truth, you can prophesy, you can talk to angels, but without love, it's kind of noise, right? Um, and then I guess Jerry Garcia said, without love in the dream, it, it won't come true. <laughs> Yay, Grateful Dead. But um, it seems like it was good to, uh, sometimes the lessons are showing us what we don't need to be doing, even though it's a skill set for you. Like you love cooking, it's in your blood, you're a Cancerian person with a lot of mercury, you can kind of almost look at it as a laboratory of nurturance uh in a sense like i think you looked at it like that like this is how i can help people or whatever but it's funny how um <laughs> you, you know um it's cool that you had that idea up front that this isn't a long-term thing because you weren't deluding yourself although you had to go through the entirety of the experiment or experiment and experience to get the karma of it or whatever like it's obviously a lesson you set up for yourself yeah but uh i how can I say? On the way, I forgot this thought. Mm. On the way, so I worked uh, in the <laughs> kitchen for... So I started with 16 and I had a burnout with uh, with 22, 23. 
So six and a half, seven years, I was working full time without pause all the time in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, yeah, on the way, I forgot that it became my identity. It became, oh, I'm a cook. I work there. I work there. I I was proud that I was uh, working so much and whatever. So the when and the the, the peak on on where the the uh, how you say uh, the Sicherungskasten, the fuse <laughs> in the yeah uh, when it short circuit yeah, or whatever or the, the last draw. short circuit yeah, <laughs> yeah. was uh, we were catering the ATP tour the tennis trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Vienna, and there, I had a very simple job, like I was standing at the buffet uh, and giving food to the people and cooking their live cooking and whatever. Um, but I choose to do otherwise. I choose to take responsibility that was not mine. Started carrying weight that was not mine by organizing stuff. And came into a wheel that I worked for in eight days, 120 hours. Yeah. And the only thing I got was from the general manager. Thank you for your good job, Mr. Papadopoulos. This was all I got. <laughs> if you were a Leo, that would have worked, but you're, it didn't work for you. <laughs> No, not not even not even uh, the the pay raise they they uh, promised me. I got that afterwards. So they told me, okay, you did such a good job. You get a pay raise. You get a you get a better job, a better position, and whatever. So on the other side, they degraded me into another kitchen because uh, some other cooks uh, made shit, and I knew this position there. So they put me there, and I didn't want to be there. So then I. Yeah, I was in a position I didn't want to, uh, had the same money and was uh, lied into my face. And then at some point I started to have uh, like chronic diarrhea. Every time stress came up, I ran to the toilet. It's always a sign to leave the job, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I couldn't. So when you, when you have uh, 10, uh, 10, 12 hours and you need to leave every half an hour, go for shit, it's not... Uh, <laughs> it's the only German I know, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, but that's ironically fitting the situation. Um, but anyway, so it happens, it happens, but I mean, in a sense, God works in mysterious ways or however you want to put it. So you're stressed, you were feeling resentful of not being appreciated, which is rightful sometimes. Um, your body was reacting in a negative way and you said, fuck this, I'm out of here. And then got kind of tuned up into Reiki. Reiki. Um, for people who don't know what Reiki is, kind of talk about what that is. I mean, I know it's not your shtick now, so to speak. But um, yeah, what is so what was the yeah your experience? Actually, it's a, a healing technique with energy that comes from uh, from Japan originally, and uh, very simply said, you tap into a source, and this energy from this source flows through you into the other one so you can work on yourself or on 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 another person in front of you in person or in distance and there you can reharmonize uh the energies or the chakras if you heard of chakras uh, already uh yeah you know <laughs> i know you did <laughs> the people out there <laughs> um we're educating everybody 
just yeah. just broadly. Um, so I mean, I've had friends be like, "Oh, I'm sending you Reiki." Do you look at it as like as simple as good vibes, or is it way more about like becoming a channel or a vessel for energy, like almost like a fire hydrant more? Um, yeah, actually, when you when you really do that, when you really tap into this energy, into this Reiki energy, you as a person step one one step back and this is what i learned uh also in my work now with my clients this is one of the most important things so often also when we talk uh, things inside of me get triggered but they don't belong here you know mm -hmm. this is we step back and just let the energy flow through me and this is what i learned there and and it's it's more than just good vibes it's uh when you really tap into that source it's pure love it's it's pure love pure heart energy that is that is really nurturing and healing that's what uh, yeah. yeah i mean what you're saying it's like you're you're showing people the basic ingredients and you're not maybe necessarily i mean it's like here's i mean i'm a vegan but it's like here's a sand you know <laughs> here's all the ingredients as such and i'm giving it to you like to do with what you will as opposed to maybe being like i like deviled eggs and i'm going to give you my rendition like you're kind of keeping your drama out of it as much as possible it sounds like yeah exactly um are there uh, i mean we don't have to talk about reiki forever or reiki i guess i could try to sound japanese um is there any have you ever had a weird experiences of that backfiring or anything being like holy shit like i don't is it always good and positive and like healthy or have there been weird moments um thing is that uh, in generally with energy work uh it's not always pleasant and beautiful mm -hmm. this is something that is uh misunderstood throughout the so-called spiritual world oh we send only love and love and light and everything is beautiful and then no, no it's not like that sometimes uh this good energy with good intention with pure love triggers the shit out of you yeah. and the trauma comes up and then it's not beautiful at all for you well in a sense that's one i guess uh preconceived notions and like expectations like what you're saying a lot of um unfortunately like new age whatever hippie kind of free thinking people tend to be very um they bypass uh positive towards the positive only and like at worst it's just like spiritual bypassing where you're just like i just want to do love and light i think if you've done enough psychedelics <laughs> and had enough life experience it's like you get to this like bird's eye view where it's like it's all beautiful but it doesn't mean it all feels good it's all beautiful but it doesn't mean you know what i'm saying like so like what you're basically saying it's like what you're allowing to come through you for that person is the medicine they need just i haven't done ayahuasca but it's like you're you might puke <laughs> it's like not a pleasant experience but at the same time it's what you needed or whatever so yeah, not not even with ayahuasca so i had one experience where uh, we went through a childhood trauma with a friend and teacher of mine uh story about my father and not being appreciated again so this was a very very huge thing and after this session we had uh I went puking for half an hour and I didn't know what happened there. But after that, this issue was gone. Do you think it was for like good. stored in your body and just you were holding on to it? Yeah, sure. It's, it's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, by doing that, you're cleansing yourself. So it's the same with, uh, as you said, with ayahuasca, where you go and puke after or with other psychedelics where you go and puke. Uh, this is cleansing, and by doing that on a physical uh, realm, uh, 
it transforms the rest of you too. Did I just hear glass break? <laughs> I could be wrong. I thought I heard something break. No, but... I, I I heard that too, but not mine. Okay. It probably okay. won't go. Somebody, <laughs> somebody knocked the cat knocked over a glass. Um, I, it doesn't really matter. I'm not gonna like proselytize or hate on you if you're not. Um, and I'm not even sure if veganism is ultimately the best thing. Who knows? But when you were being when you were a cook, was it kind of like you ate whatever you wanted? Although it was nice and bougie kind of stuff, uh, did you switch kind of diets or how does that work? And it's fine no matter how you cut it. I mean, I don't think less of you if you eat meat, let's put it that way. Yeah, so so for me, it was an interesting (laughs) process. So I was always uh, eating meat. So also from my culture, I got that into my... blood into my uh jeans blood whatever so i was the kind of type uh especially 16 17 18 so i had access to beautiful steaks and burgers so the best quality of everything in five-star hotels so of course i ate much meat and uh i even had a, a mindset in my head that was uh if there is no meat on the plate uh it's not a real meal hmm. So this was Which my mindset. And... What triggered a different? What triggered a shift? Was it the Reiki? <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, it was my first girlfriend that uh, she was Greek too, Orthodox, and and she said, "Okay, no, I'm gonna fast for Easter." And uh, I said, uh-huh, "Okay, and very very interesting." And and then it kind of triggered me, and now it can't be healthy to just eat. So I was in completely other mindset then uh and after one year i said okay i'll try it too and then i went uh vegan for 50 days or something you went all the way vegan right away yeah sure i went straight 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 vegan so i said okay i just uh do it for the sake of uh, fasting for the church and uh so i said okay might be a good idea and and by by this cleansing, by this fasting, something in me shifted. Are you talking about Lent? Like giving up the thing for Lent or whatever? Uh, I don't know if they have that in Greek Orthodox, but like right around Easter time. Yeah, religious uh, fasting. People, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, it's like a month or two, I guess, between, I'm not Catholic, but between Good Friday and like Easter or something. Yeah, it's, um, it's, there's a long period where people give up chocolate or give up sex. They give up stuff. Is that why you were doing it? She was doing it? Yeah, so in, in, in Greece, it's uh, in, the, in the Greek Orthodox uh, tradition, Persuasion. it's that, uh, that you have 40 days, so 40 mm. work days, actually, not the weekends. Uh, but of course. <laughs> yeah, because like on, the, on, 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 on Sundays, you are allowed to eat fish. In, in this gotta, tradition, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, in, their, in their point of view, everything that had had or has uh blood in it it's not allowed or products from animals okay this is not allowed in this in this cleansing period of of fasting before before christmas and before easter Hmm. so they're very strict on that and if you go in this in this time pre-easter to greece you find as a vegan your paradise for you because you say oh I want uh, the fasting dish, Nistissimo it's called. And then you get uh, all the meals, whatever you want, all vegan, you know, you don't have any problem there. So when you want to go to Greece, go pre-Easter. <laughs> it's best for Noted. you. 
Uh, I do. I would love to visit that country at some point. I don't know when that would happen, but a uh, beautiful country. Um, okay. So let's get back to Reiki and maybe where you were in that process. So you got certified through the family, which is very, my big fat Greek wedding to me. You're like my family, my family. It's like, I'm sure. No, this actually this is the Austrian part of the family. That is oh, is it? Okay. So I'm yeah. look at my prejudices <laughs> being shown. Uh, and I'm not prejudiced. I don't really care. Uh, look at my poor connections of uh, being shown. So, um, she she got you into it uh so did you start doing that for the people like how did that yeah process I, I started right i started right away so with the first grade you're actually not really allowed to work with other people it's not recommended mm-hmm. but uh, i started right away working with people uh stubborn young as i was <laughs> and a little bit stupid and uh yeah you're not I I I was not ready for that. What came to me, so processes started. Uh, emotions come up for you know, when I'm doing the therapy with people, and, and so things you need to be prepared of. So I started right away doing that, and after five or six months, I got the second initiation, which my aunt also said that uh, she never had initiated the, in these two grades in, in such a little short time. Jupiter and Scorpio, and then, baby. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're, so you're I'm, magical. I'm, I'm, you're ready. So, but are, do you find yourself very empathetic when you were saying you were like being confronted with things does, as a very watery um, and airy kind of person? Were you kind of having things, <laughs> were they shedding their detritus onto you? And then you were like, holy shit, now I've got their gunk on me. Is that like how it works? I mean, I guess that's why not everybody can be a shaman. It's like you got to kind of know how to hold space. This, not, yes, you know, it happens. So it, it's not, it's not. Yeah, it's on the one side. It's holding the space for the people mm-hmm. to 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 transform, to go into the emotions, to create a safe space, to create a space of healing that where healing can happen. Uh, and the second thing is how to cope with that what comes up. So it's not just oh I do a reiki with you, but if you so then when we when we go a little bit deeper. Uh, the emotions that comes up, trauma that come up, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that some points they are projecting on you at that moment because you're the only person is this there at the moment. So uh, you get the whole projection story on and there you need to step back and not take it personal, actually. Okay, this is just their, their process. It's not has nothing to do with me as a person, what is going on. So this is on the one side, the psychological part, of taking yourself, what I said earlier, out of the way and let happen what is happening there. And the second thing is the energetic realm. Uh, So when you're not capable of transforming these energies that come through, you can be uh, filled up with this negative energy they had inside there or even entities that are inside of them or with them that uh, start attacking you afterwards. It's everything has, has happened to me already. So, Did you shield or yeah, like it, were there techniques to like prevent that? Like, are you wearing a spiritual condom? How does that work? <laughs> a spiritual condom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, have fun, but be safe. <laughs> right. Kind of thing. And for, <laughs> I'm not even out of the concept. So, yeah. So, so there's, there's different, um, techniques or uh, ideas how to protect yourself so 
on the one side, of course, you can have some uh, amulets that you're wearing and that helps you. Of course, this is very helpful. And I'm always, when I'm working, I wear my my protection gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other side, uh, you need to protect yourself energetically. So you have, a, uh, how you say, a, a protective shield around you. Like a buffer. Energetically, my buffer. But still, even through that, uh, it can come through. Uh, and then you need to have techniques to cleanse yourself and to release all that stuff and, and or transform it and bring it into the light. That's uh, what's up. So, I mean, it sounds like you were talking about entities and light and dark. Um, maybe you have a broader perspective now, but considering, I mean, I'm coming from a Protestant Christian kind of a perspective. You're coming from a Greek Orthodox Christian perspective. Um, I do believe there's good and evil. Let's put it that way. Like, it seems like there's like better. I mean, maybe it's all creation. So it's all good in some weird way, but like there's things I would prefer to be part of and, you know, things I would rather avoid or whatever. Maybe there's lessons in cannibalism. I don't need to learn them. I don't think or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Neither, um, yes, but right. so, um, what, uh, where, uh, and you don't have to be like definitive, but I'm kind of curious how you look at the world spiritually now. Do you think it's like one big kind of zoo and, and you just got to be careful? Like, you know, tig- you know, you can get scratched by tigers, but they don't really mean you harm. Or do you think there's like nefarious beings, like evil uh, in the world? Like, how do you look at that? So for me, for me, there's a, there was a huge shift in my consciousness uh, about uh, the duality and the polarity. So yes, yes. Uh, I explain it uh, often with the, with the, with the tap of water. So you have uh, in the water tap, you have the cold and the warm. Uh, but between that are 100,000 million possibilities uh, how hot or cold the water is. And there's n- everything is water. So everything is energy in a way. Mm-hmm. So there's energy with a higher frequency and energy with a lower frequency. So And for me, the healthier we get, the more aligned we get, the more in the heart we are, the higher gets the frequency and the more healthier we get also in the physical body. Uh, when we have the low frequencies that are often with this, you say entities, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they, are, have the, they have their right to be. Yeah? So I don't judge them for being. Uh, I just don't uh, want them in my energy system. Or you just don't participate si- with them. S- simple as that. I And yeah. if I have the calling to help them to transform themselves and go into the light, which happens also, uh, then we do that. But hmm. often I just send them away where mm-hmm. they came from because it's none of my business. So, right. So it's like you, you stick to the zoo. I mean, using that metaphor, you stick to the monkeys and the, you know, fish or whatever, and you don't go to the polar bear exhibit, you know, it exists. You respect that it exists. It has its own function and necessity for being or whatever. Um, Cause something that as a Christian, I used to trip out on, I mean, I've done it on acid. I made peace with the devil. Like, it's not like I'm like hail Satan, but I'm like, I don't understand what you are <laughs> or like this idea of like, you know, rebellious falling, whatever. 
um, it clearly was allowed to occur. <laughs> so in a, in a main, you know, big circle sense, it's like all creation is permitted, I guess. Uh, and this is an expression of a certain energy frequency or Judas, you know, the same idea. Um, it's like, I don't understand this, but I accept it for what it is. And I hope that you reconcile whatever you got to get through and anyway, peace or whatever. So it's kind of like acknowledging without, um, playing into it too much. Cause I think sometimes what people, especially, I mean, coming from Christianity, um, because with pagans, I sound like an ultra Christian person, and with uh, Christians, I sound like a witch or something. You know, so they're like, "What the fuck?" Um, I'm sure you're understanding that vibe yourself, yeah, coming from your background. <laughs> so, um, so it's hard because in some ways, like all of—I mean, what's not grace is kind of how I put it. Sometimes it's like all of this is grace. Like this is all love. I mean, another way you could put it, it's like, wow, everything is held and perpetually going. I mean, it does, you know, there's different ontological perspectives in terms of like Buddhism is like, there's no beginning and no end. It's just kind of this thing. Uh, obviously deist kind of theism or whatever, like Christianity and monotheism thinks there's a creator and maybe like teleology, like a purposeness to it all. I digress. But the point is we're here, it's happening. And then usually people start like, it kind of gets to like where you're initiated at, I guess, in some weird way. Um, and it, that that's not so much like a hubristic ego thing, but it seems like like the star card, the I mean, uh, not the star card, the star man, the alchemist. It's like um, Mickey Mouse and the Sorcerer's Apprentice. If you've ever seen that um, Fantasia cartoon or whatever, yeah. um, where it's like everybody has access to basically all spectrum. And then if you're not ready, kind of like Paul's, like if you're a kid, have milk. When you're ready, have steak or whatever spiritually. It's like there's certain energies, maybe sexual, maybe psychedelic, etc. Um, that you have to be like prepared for um and kind of understand or else you'll start like shoving it away and that kind of resistance um so this is where it gets tricky for me because i'm like are there things to resist resist the devil resist evil versus like acknowledge it and then just choose to walk a different jedi path you don't have to go be a sith lord the sith exist yes um, but it's like to choose to be a Jedi. I'm kind of rambling. Sorry, I don't even know if I had a question there. Um, yeah, but but, uh, but I, I, I get you there. So you have you have this uh, the 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 you have this energy that is you can work with. So I can work with energy. I can I can either use it for something good, or as you said with the Jedi or with the, with the Sith, I can use it for something good, or I can use it for something not so good or harmful for somebody else. Not good, but harmful. So uh, it, it's our choice. And as you said, we, we are when we are we are not ready for everything that comes. And uh, or as I say, when we when it comes to our life naturally, uh, then we are ready for it to transform and go through it. But if we don't do that. Uh, it comes harder and harder and harder until we understand it. This is what I meant with uh, life gives you hints mm -hmm. sometimes often and often and often. Yeah. And sometimes uh, it starts slapping you until, bam, you, <laughs> you, you wake no up. Uh, yeah. for ex you have no choice. For example, as me, uh, like me with a burnout in, in the kitchen, this was such a hard slap in my face that I could not do something else then stop this path i didn't have a choice anymore but i had the choice earlier often 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 i could say no i don't want this i go but i stayed 
And this is what we, what we, what we, what we is about our mindsets and our mind limiting beliefs that, okay, I'm not worth it that somebody treats me good. I'm not worth it to get enough money. Uh, so also on the, on the, on my path, uh, uh, on my work. So at the beginning, uh, I took like, I don't know, 60 euros per session that took around two hours or something sometimes. Uh, and, and that was it. And I'm even was, uh, afraid to ask for that ah, and give me free donation and, mm, uh, okay. And, and give what you feel like and, and what like that. But this was just a reflection of my self-worth. Nowadays I have a different price of, of my works of my different healing modalities and, and kind of works I, that I do. And if you're not able to pay it, then pay it on two times, no problem. But I'm not going down anymore because I'm not degrading my self-worth anymore. And this it's, is a huge it's lesson. Funny you say that. Oh, it's a major lesson. I, I give readings. I only charge now because I was giving free readings to people for three or four hours for astrology. And they're like, for free. I think I did. I don't know if I did that for you, Raphael, at one point. But it's like, I would just talk and have fun. And it's like, oh, this is fascinating to me. So it's fun. And they'd be like, you should charge something. So I was like, all right, pretty cheap. And it does, I mean, in some way, this is where I get tricky because it's like, I, <laughs> hmm. I think people can get consumed with materialism and like the world in such a way that like they distort, it's kind of like Saruman where he just gets caught up in the magic in a wrong way or whatever in Lord of the Rings. And it's like Gandalf yeah. kind of helped hobbits out. He wasn't just hanging out with like the big guys or, you know what I mean? So um, it's an interesting that you brought that up because self-worth, uh, it's a thing everybody has to deal with, but especially what you're talking about in terms of, um, pricing for giving uh skills or trade talents uh whether it's you know uh, even with food as an example it's like you know are you paying for just what the ingredients are are you paying for like what the you know his expertise in the ingredients are you paying for the atmosphere and i mean it, it's interesting to put that and i don't know i don't know how to feel about it because i think humility is good but then something about that can be taken advantage of too yes definitely so for me it's uh it, it, it's uh it's a thin path. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a, a, how can I say? I'm, I'm a big fan of the question, uh, how can I afford it? And not, I can't afford it as many people have in their mindsets when they hear, oh, this session costs, uh, I don't know, 200 euros. Oh, I can't afford that. Hmm. Then the question is, how can I afford that? And open the, the 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 consciousness for the people of uh, why this has this price and what what comes back. So, uh, for example, in, in 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 let's let's take your example, yeah. So, how long you you're doing astrological readings? Oh, for fun, I was doing it for like a year. I mean, I've for now i've been charging for two years basically right when i went to australia uh was when i started charging and it was crazy because i was like like what you were doing i was like 30 bucks for astrology and that's like two or three hours it was less than minimum wage i didn't mind <laughs> because it's like i'm having fun and like cool there's some exchange of value um and when i got back from uh, australia to la right when COVID hit and i was hanging out with judith um who Raphael's met and she's cool as fuck um oh i guess there's a siren i was like what the hell is that um uh, I was like, oh shit, I've got like $1,200 and that was like just $30 session, $30 session. I was like, and this is where it gets tricky because my mind was like, oh, I would have so much more if I had charged more. 
and that's I don't like how that feels. So I don't particularly personally like doing that. But I understand fundamentally there's an energy exchange and to just give away at some level because I do have a um, Mars and Mercury in 12th house Cancer. So I kind of understand just like you wanna you wanna be nice and help um, from a nurturing place. I mean, in a sense, it's like I'll talk to people all day long. We're not getting paid for this. Uh, you know, we're 260 plus episodes deep, and I'm like, this is therapy for me. I, we get to learn about people. They get to express themselves. Magic happens. Like all sorts of cool shit. Um, so it's hard for me to understand how to value things. That's really a, actually a place where I'm at my own path right now, where it's like, I, I just had a few jobs this year where I was like earning some money, but I was like, this is killing me. I, I should probably work for myself, like what you're probably up to. And it's like, I don't really want to work for other people and have to jump through hoops. Um, even if it means suffering a little economically and not having a, a certain standard of living, that's fine. But then that becomes the whole 12th. Yeah, but that's also a mindset. That's, yeah, that's, I know, that's I know. also a mindset. This well, is, that's why I'm like, need, hey, let's take you over don't need to, <laughs> you don't You don't need to suffer because you're self-employed. Or right. you don't need to work hard because you're self-employed. This is ideally, a, this is I wouldn't a even, money would be a thing to me, right? Ideally, it would be like like Garden of Eden. We pick a tree, we pick from an apple, we eat it, we have fun. Everybody's needs are met. Yeah, but that's not the we're world not there we're right living now. in. Correct, correct. Well, that's as long not as, the world. Yeah. We're living uh, it at the moment. But if you have enough money, you can live a life like that and provide life like that for many people on the other yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, it'd be dope. I mean, in a lot of ways, I saved a lot of the money I was, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm living with my family now. So it's like, I didn't have any bills and I saved it all. So I have a nest egg, which is nice. But now I'm like, all right, what do I do with my life? And it's funny because I got into school for music. I got, you know, these random things. And it's like, I don't think that paradigm's going to hold much longer. It feels like there's a big shift in the world. I mean, I think we're all kind of aware of it. And it doesn't seem that like getting Rolls Royce and having naked girls and rap videos or whatever we were doing for a long time is like the value. You know what I mean? Like the values are shifting. Um, those def I'm, I'm, def I'm definitely on 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 your uh, on your opinion on that. It's not about having uh, like you. We we had Osho that had how many Rolls Royce? <laughs> right. He was also on it's ecstasy, not. It's <laughs> he was having a good time. Let's be real. Probably I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but it's the thing that he didn't care about that. It's not. He was not having this stuff. People gave this to him as a present, Word. and he was just, just so he didn't buy a Rolls Royce. No, they were giving him presents as a, a Rolls Royce, or houses, or villas, or whatever. Hmm. And it's it. This is this is this is what 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 he also said. You need to keep the channel of abundance open so neither uh crying about the 50 euros you're spending now in a good restaurant to eat a beautiful meal with your girlfriend or or let's say 100 dollars or euros you're not crying after that you're uh gracefully saying yes to this beautiful abundance and thank you for this beautiful food and for the possibility to do that and with every euro you give or you, every dollar you give, you say thank you. This for uh, this is a a secret that the Japanese businessman shared. Every time you sh you give money, arigato, arigato, arigato. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And every time I receive it, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's just about going out of this lack thinking. 
because there's enough money for everybody. There is enough, but it's just our limiting beliefs that are uh, holding us back from receiving. Because there Hopefully is. Hopefully, one day we just lose money altogether. I mean, I, value will always be a thing, but I feel like a lot of these systems just create weird hierarchies and drama and the, and maybe it's lack of creativity on people's parts like you know maybe the girl doesn't have to be a stripper to go to college maybe the you know it's like who knows maybe people can be more creative but they get the world is as you know is a watery person it's a hard game we're playing i mean maybe that's a perspective but it's like this is a high stakes game i mean i think uh, just uh, yeah, te uh, technically so of course there is uh, what pan has been saying in terms of you know scarcity and abundance mindset which certainly many people have issue with you know, I could now go on about all the modelings for pricing and so on, but I'll, I'll leave that. Um, what did I want to get at? Um, Fibonacci pricing. It's like here's the price level. Here's the price level. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So may maybe yeah. Just but just on a technical level, of course, with things like fiat money and Federal Reserve system, Cantillian effect, and so on, we just have in a sense a system built that is inherently unjust. You know, or even just knowing that you know you're charging interest on a on a principle that ultimately does not exist, you know, like you charge extra interest. So the system is in a way bound to fail. Bankruptcy is inbuilt into the system. Debt slavery is inbuilt into the system. So I think there's two layers. The one thing is to get into the right mindset because also, you know, many things, or let me ask you this You're way. You're saying like abundance versus scarcity is one level versus just and unjust is a totally different kind of thing. Yes. And the one thing is like an individual mindset, which is, you know, many are well, you know, able and should reform. And the second thing is just to keep in mind the technical underlying structure, especially of the fiat monetary system, which simply is obviously not built, you know, to provide wealth to everybody, but is built to provide wealth to a few private banks, you know that can print infinite money. But from this point of view, it's sure there is more than enough money, especially in the last few years, because they printed so much, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. But last thing I want to say, um, of course, we all understand it's not about just, you know, uh, holding on to the money and who knows, maybe those are the richest that are able to actually give uh, the most. Um, yeah, so there is... Uh, or alchemize maybe with the energy of money. It's not even about giving and receiving. It's like... I mean, maybe you guys want to talk about this, but it seems like it's a very different mindset to sit on a pile of gold and just be like, okay, I'm safe and secure, whatever that might mean, yeah, and which even, is something I've been doing more lately. And even it's just like, be aware that, <laughs> yeah, and even exactly, even just be aware that money itself always is just a means and a transforming of energy. And uh, everyone can have their own, you know, beliefs or mindset about this. I have my very own about this. I see it in a way that I'm always saying, you know, God is the universal accountant and everything goes in the checkbook. And I'm not worried about any energy being lost or anything not being paid or anything like that, because I just have this weird, you know, trust or choice that I've made that there is an, you know, overarching, whatever, karmic accounting system, what you put out is what you get back, right? It's your frequency. And this can happen in many ways. And sometimes even you may not be getting the money you expected or you usually get. But who knows, you may be through that directly, or even in some unknown fashion, receive some kind of boon or benefit that is worth even much more to you and ultimately in the end what can you really buy with money that's worth anything ultimately and how often is it much more about having a certain you know having a space having a relationship having an experience which in itself money is only the thing that maybe allows you to enter into it but what you want is the thing itself and as long as we remain aware of that and treat it accordingly yeah definitely so 
But I, 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 I say the same thing, Raphael. It's very interesting. I always say uh, when something happens or, or I give a session for free because uh, the person is in need uh, and I'm, I'm the last one closing my door when somebody has a problem and is really uh, exhausted and yeah, don't know where to go. Yeah, because that's just one sentence. Also another thing, the difference also between knowing your worth and then still knowing when just to be compassionate or just to say, I'm just sharing because I want to, you know, that's still a, because it's not excluding those two things. It's not like, oh, I'm only starting to look at you if you give me $500, you know, yeah, just saying. Is, yeah, this, so, is just, yeah. this is by staying in the heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is by staying in the heart. And I always say, oh, uh, yeah, this, this goes to the karmic, karmic account uh, checkbook. So uh, the karmic bank account. So it just, it's gonna pay uh, be paid off in, in in some day some way whatever um and and the way i even see it and just to ask if you see it similarly so and generally i completely agree with you you know especially those that really provide value and have expertise or simply are authentic which is a great value in itself should know their worth and should allow themselves to charge at least those that can afford it should be paying that, you know, 100%. But maybe the one thing with the karmic checkbook, because even here, it's often one can come into this idea, what is the collective individual, whatever. But ultimately, the way I see it, in a sense, is anytime I have the opportunity to uh, assist or to, yeah, to assist, let's say, in the general expansion of consciousness of anybody, I know I will directly benefit. Because if if I'm not interested in having a slave army, but actually having a liberated humanity, then any tiniest, you know, change that can be made or assist, assist, assistance that can be given into that direction, I know ultimately within the system will come back to support me because it will shift the entire system ultimately. And there is, of course, even the metaphysical mirror principle, which may even work quicker. But that's really the way I see it, because it's just clear to me that ultimately there is little security even in building up, you know, money, houses, whatever, you have lawyers, let's say you have an imperium, even none of that is really secure, in my view. The only thing that's Dutch really secure... Tulips, bro. That's all I gotta say. Dutch tulips. One day they're like, oh, this is like crypto, this shit's worth so much. And then like the whole economy... You've heard about this history thing, right? In the, the Netherlands? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, they were like, tulip bulbs, this stuff's it's, Pokemon. It's other scam. It's what I just want to say yeah. is the only real security we have, and I think the only real progress in a sense, is expansion of consciousness itself, which inherently, because of the abundance mindset it brings, will bring ultimate, you know, prosperity for all, or can has the potential to, let's say, if we all collectively choose you're to switch on that level. Your weakest link, lowest casket. I mean, if you're if you're on a also, desert island like Lost, it's like everybody should benefit a little. Some people might benefit more than others, which happens. Stratification happens. It's like you know, Jesus even said, "The poor will always be among you." It's like there's always going to be discrepancies. It seems I don't think, you know spiritual communism is kind of where we need to go because not everybody's needs are the same john the baptist was really happy eating fucking honey and chilling out in like sackcloth whereas other people are like i need way more um all good either way so anyway we don't have to go hard on that paint uh for much longer but um we kind of stopped uh, i can i i think we stopped like pretty much with reiki stuff when did you start um moving away from that and where did you get into after that so I, I beside the 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 Reiki, I start a, a course uh, for being a mental trainer. He called it like that, uh, but actually it was uh, healing with a quantum field. 
So you have this informational field that is around us. And uh, if you imagine like uh, you have uh, on computer, you have the program of your mother issue, for example, uh, then you can open this tab, open this field and work exactly with this particularly and doing transformational work there. So trauma came come up, emotions come up or uh, whatever wants to come up to be transformed. So this was the second thing I did. And then I went more on the physical realm. I started giving, a, I made a massage course, a classic massage, deep tissue massage. Because I was always working uh, with my hands and uh, giving massages uh, very often. And from there, I went to Lomi Lomi, uh, Lomi Lomi Nui, it's called. It's from Hawaii. It's a technique where you, a bodywork technique where you use much oil and very long strokes and moving the whole body. And this is also a very, also, it's actually, it was a technique from the shamans, from the kahunas uh, from Hawaii. And this introduced me of the uh, to the energetic body work, uh, in a way. Uh, and this is the, the physical realm I do with my clients. And uh, on the other side, uh, on the energetical realm, I learned from my teacher, Gara, um, the magnified healing technique. Uh, this is actually a technique that is different than, uh, than, for example, Reiki, where you make the session, you lay the hand on the person and let the energy flow and then you take the hand away, then it stops. No, it's actually like turning the light on permanently for the people and uh, making a connection from the heart to the source and doing that uh, you come in a new state of mind new state of being and, and your consciousness is raised because you're constantly transforming what is there so and because the light is shining on it you can't look away anymore it's not the possible card, right there it is um, I'm curious, we just had the last episode yesterday was with uh, two or three people who had been in light anchor kind of um, stuffs. And it was about touch, I guess, was the kind of mm -hmm. most of the topic. Yeah, and, and you were just talking about before you go on, just um, just to make that other reference, it was with um, Bernadette and uh, Michael, whom I th believe you may know as well. And uh, Jim, can you tell me what is the sign opposite of cancer? Capricorn. Capricorn. So Michael just mentioned because, you know, we had him on a team rabbit hole as well. Um, I think the episode was called Karmic Transitions. Anyhow, um, and he said that the current issue or main theme is Capricorn and the solutions are always on the opposing side. So with cancer. So since you have all those cancer attributes, Pan, you'll be the, you'll be the solution to the current crisis, just to let you know. So Jim, continue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Good to know. It's, it's, it's just in terms right of now, very simply put, just, you know, the Capricornian, I guess, structure and harshness, Father. you know, how yeah. can it be remedied by, you know, getting to the home, being nourished, you know, having sanctuary, safe space, all of those qualities. So, yeah. Well, it's funny because the whole Zodiac, I mean, if you don't know, here we all go, the whole Zodiac is like, it's six energies that bifurcate 
So it's like Aries is like initiating, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm, you know, Peter cutting off the ear in the garden of Gethsemane, very Aries energy, not really thinking a lot of action, right? Um, just like, ah, warrior stuff. And whereas on the opposite side of this impulse, um, it's like a self impulse. And then like other balancing is Libra. Uh, for Gemini's, it's, you know, we're the student and then the teacher is Sagittarius. Mother's Cancer, this nurturing energy. Father's Capricorn. So it's this whole kind of bifurcational thing. Anyway, um, the reason I'm bringing up that episode from yesterday is we were talking about touch and you're starting to talk about from energy kind of long distance, potentially uh, Reiki stuffs to Lomi Lomi, like you were saying, it's a physical thing. What are your impressions, uh, especially being a cancer um, of the idea of, of intimate, uh, not, it doesn't have to be intimacy sexually, but like touch is a very, uh, just like the Daft Punk song touch uh, is like, it's a very big deal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very intimate and, and just, just the, this was also a huge process so of course i'm a i'm a young man so uh my sexual energy is strong and when i had their beautiful woman laying of course i was uh uh aroused i would say and <laughs> that moment uh they tip and, extra for that no I'm kidding <laughs> five, five more euro <laughs> and uh this was a huge process because at the moment when a, when a woman is exposing herself like that naked in front of you or half naked or however you want to see it or you give massage uh she's giving you a huge amount of uh responsibility and trust and when there is the slightest, slightest energy of sexual energy, then this, um, how can I say, her energy system recognizes that and closes. And then you can relax. So this is again what you said, Raphael, about the safe space. So in order to have this touch, this intimacy that is created during a session like that especially when you work uh, in in a way of lomi lomi where there's much oil use there's very fluent uh, movements all over the body there is a kind of intimacy there but then the challenge is to keep it straight to keep it uh, therapeutical uh, and to keep it clean and this is the work every person who is doing work on persons, on the body, is their responsibility. Either it's a woman or a man. So, and also of setting clear boundaries. So you may think, or many people think, oh, uh, the, the women that are being massaged, the clients are being abused all the or often. Or uh, when a woman is uh, giving a massage to a man, then they interpret it uh, different. So for me, I had also the experience. One time, I gave a massage to a, to a woman, and suddenly I have a hand, a hand at my uh, in my in my pa- or at my pants, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? What is going on?" So this was also my responsibility for not making the clear boundaries so in order to create this safe space you need to set boundaries okay this this and this is not allowed and and then uh, healing intimacy can happen yeah it's an interesting theory boundaries and stuff because on the one hand i mean in a very 
new age kind of mystical spiritual thing it's like anything goes like experiment have fun um and there's a truth to that and an and a, a reality to like not having expectations like kind of going with the flow but then um there's i mean that would be kind of the cancerian it's like just flow with it and then the opposite side's like we have a holy of holies and only the temple priest is allowed here once a year or you know if you make certain things um constrictions i guess and rules um certain magic will occur i mean it's, it's weird to put it that way i'm not saying one's better than the other uh you know just like that's how i kind of look at free masonic stuff where it's like the world is this garden and they're just trying to structure it in some weird hyper masculine way where like we want to have a courtyard and a castle in the jungle not just live in huts or whatever that's a weird analogy but anyway yeah yeah i i agree with that so on the one side of course it's important to follow what is there and this is kind of what i'm doing so uh i have this one uh modality i call it uh energetic touch body work where I combine classic massage, the so deep tissue massage with lomi lomi and energetic or shamanic techniques like aura chirurgy and, and different, uh, different uh, ways of working. And I'm going with the flow. So I'm not, I don't have in my hand, oh, I'm going to use that on this person or I'm going to use this in this session. No. So I have this frame that is there. And in this frame, I can freely do what is coming up. But for that to be safe and secure, you need boundaries. Yeah. For I example, mean, that, when you have yeah, when you have the aquarium where you have the the fish tank, uh you need the glass boundaries it, it so helps. the fish can swim and do whatever they want inside. But it needs that. It, it helps the experience frame. for both parties. I mean, basically, it, it's funny because I think that's it's relative to a point. So, uh, what comes to mind is like musicians and shit. Um, sometimes, you know, if Arcade Fire or some band goes in the crowd and plays with the crowd, that's cool. Or if you know Katy Perry's crowd surfing or whatever, it's like that's cool. But like, there's an element of danger because all of a sudden the structure is not in place that keeps the boundaries for the artist and the enter entertainer versus the crowd or whatever. Um, that's where weird shit can start happening. Uh, but that's a, even a type of alchemy in itself. It's not even bad or good. It's just like certain vibrations might occur. Like if there's not, if you're walking around, I guess a pool and there's alligators and piranha around you, a very different re resonance is going to occur than if you have a glass shield and you're in your environment and they're in their environment or whatever a zoo talk um i've been talking a shit ton rafael uh, if you have any questions or anything obviously feel free to jump in you're a libra so you're excited no matter what and i know you're happy uh your happiness is shown <laughs> through passivity or whatever but um yeah is there anything you want to uh talk about that we have discussed or anywhere you want to nudge this well i think one thing we didn't really talk about it is the whole ancient wisdom keeper story storyline i want to say yeah. It's my fault. I tend to go like biography and then ask questions and then we get into some weird like like we know more about you but we only got so far. So are we basically up to where you are now? I mean you did the massage and stuff like that and now you've kind of been Yeah, so actually I want to summarize the story mm -hmm. a little bit. Go so for, for. with what I go out now to the people and, and to the world. So I uh, I'm now self employed since the first of uh, January as a holistic health trainer, holistic health coach. And I support people to go into their health, into their holistic health and support them to activate their inner compass. And doing that uh, on a coaching level with the basis of astrology, uh, I made also a course uh, and I'm doing readings also for a long time now, for three years 
or something. And on the basis on that of the astrology, uh, it's for me it's like the blueprint for the people. And if I know the astrological chart, I can really start working with the people more individually. And uh, the ultimate goal is to transform ourselves, our lives and ourselves into something that is nourishing us on every level. So we have mindsets, we have uh, emotions, we have uh, bodily issues, we have uh, energetic or, or soul, soul stuff. And all, all, on all these levels, I have different modalities that I can work with the people and support them going through the processes to really go to the next level. And uh, for me, the ideal one, ideal client is somebody who is also already a little bit aware of themselves, starting to work a little bit on themselves and want to go to the next level. This is my, what I really see, what is really mind-blowing when I see people that are just stuck into their way and there's like little things that you just need to do and it, it transforms the whole life. Or and I wanted to tell or share a story with you about one client because I, I earlier said I, I don't when somebody asks for help I don't turn it away. Uh and this was one of my most beautiful experiences with a client. So this one woman I know she called me and she had pains. Uh and she has she was crying on the phone, please help me. I don't know what to do. And I said, I don't know, come and we try. I don't promise you anything and she has uh, was diagnosed with fibromyalgia uh, and this uh, is a issue or, or a sickness that is from the school medicine they just don't know what it is they're just it's pains. Like neurological basically right now they think i mean basically just yeah uh, yeah they don't pain. know they don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah. they're just pains that occur that not not uh, not explained yeah. and uh she came to me and after two and a half hours body work with Lomi Lomi and everything, she was laying there crying of pain. And I was like, okay, what the fuck should I do now? <laughs> I was completely, uh, yeah. I tried my magic and you're crying now worse. So what? Ah, yeah, so what, 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 what can I do now? Yeah, exactly. And then I asked my spirit guides, what can I do? What what now? And then they told me there's something in the back. Pull it out. I said, okay. I turned on her belly and pulled out of her belly, uh, of her back, uh, two spearheads like this energetically and the uh, arrowhead on her shoulder. And after that, uh, her pains disappeared. And uh, next day she was calling me crying and telling me, yeah, last time happy I felt tears. like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, happy tears. Last time I felt like that, uh, it was after a surgery where I got morphium uh, in the veins. <laughs> so your, your service is probably cheaper than becoming uh, going to surgery. So, um, I'm curious, probably, yeah. um, you talk about spirit guides. Do you want to tell us who you're working with, or is that a private kind of thing? I'm a, I'm cool either way. I'm just kind of curious. So I have I have various. So I have my I have archangels very present. Metatron, of course, <laughs> um, as yeah. we spoke. Yeah. Uh, so this is very very present one. Then various uh, archangels. Um, 
my ancestors, Quan uh, Yin, for example, is a very present mm -hmm. one. And yeah, Jesus, of course, too. For me, is Jesus is my brother walking the path with me. But not on this, uh, oh, big Jesus on the cross, on the wall. So he's my brother in the heart <laughs> and he's walking the path with me and supports me when I need him. This is this is my relation. And this is also my relation to all uh, yeah, the other spirit guides and also to come to the what, what you started to ask, uh, Raphael, about the, the elders and the wisdom keepers. Uh, I see is the same. And... and they are just my brothers and sisters in the heart and mm -hmm. i i i meet them on an eye level and this is why in my opinion it's it's the opening the field to work with them so uh four years ago i started to organize uh started to organize some workshops and retreats uh and and this stuff mainly because I couldn't afford it and I had a beautiful place in the forest and I could organize it so I could, uh, uh, yeah, take part of it yeah, yeah. And, and have a beautiful time there. And so out of this, this is why I said, it's, it's, the question is how can I afford it and not I cannot afford it. And this is the secret on, on that. And this can transform also the physical realm and also making the uh not so fair system work for you because you just transform it the way it works that it works for you simple it's as a very that gemini but, mercury thing you got going there it's just like all i gotta do is flip the flip the script a little and then i'll see where, yeah, like, just where flip, the water will flip, go <laughs> flip the whole scripture of, of the whole game and i just use it for me <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, I, so for me, this this journey with the, with the wisdom keepers started uh, in Holland, where uh, I had the impulse to go there. It was called the the Kiva gathering, and the Kiva is uh, originally from the Hopi uh, natives, uh, and it's a pit that is digged in the ground. This was two meters deep, and like uh, fifteen to eighteen uh, meters in diameter. And in the middle is a fire and uh, altars on the four directions. And there were elders and wisdom keepers from all over the world. So there was a Maori elder. There was uh, the chief of the Maasai people from Kenya. There was uh, an, a good friend of mine now and brother Ragnar. He's from Norway. He's a Viking and working with the runes. And there were... An, Abor uh, an Aborigine elder was there and, and from all over the world, also from Europe, many people. And they were... Sounds when, like a magical experience. I mean, it was, it was very transforming and, and very magical. And they were, went into this grid praying, only praying. They went there for praying. And in the meantime, in the morning and in the evening was a prayer time. We went inside and we prayed for Mother Earth. And... This, this this gathering of knowledge that was there, not uh, more wisdom than knowledge. Yeah? So knowledge is here, but wisdom is here in the heart. And what, what they brought into that it fascinated me. And I knew I want to work with them. I knew I want to build the bridges between them. So this is one of my, uh, also a very Mercury thing. 
uh, or Gemini thing is building bridges. Uh, and uh, what I really love to do is bring communities together, bring uh, philosophies together, bring uh, elders to younger people to listen. So in all the traditions all over the world, in every native tradition, we had the concept of the elders. When we have an issue, we go to the elders and ask because they have experience. What, what do we do in the Western world with our elders? We put them in nursery homes. Right. We don't have to a rot, respect. Yeah. To rot them there. And, and we don't respect them. We don't ask them. They know so much. But we don't listen anymore. And this is something I wanted to change. So I started working with them. Started inviting them. Uh, and had beautiful experience already. I had the, the Virunga Dungir, he's an Aborigine elder. I had him in, in Austria or Gara, my teacher from the energy work. She's from Africa and Suriname, from from South America. And also Ragnar. And, and when you bring these people, they have such a different perspective on life. But in the same time, it's resonating with you because you speak from the heart, you speak truth. And by understanding their connection to their ancestors, to understand their connection to their ways, in the ideal way, we are reminded of our ways. We are reminded of our ancestors. And our connection to source, to our heart, to whatever. Because in the end, everybody speaks from the same thing. Everybody speaks the same source. It's always the same thing. So you have in, in, Greek, in Greece, you had the 12 gods. Oh, in, in, uh, the Vikings had 12 gods too. Interesting. Oh, the Mayans had 12 gods too. Very interesting. And it goes on and goes on and goes on. What kind of reminds me of uh, the palate? Like we all have tongues um, and some cultures maybe value saltier fish food and some people want like mangoes and papayas more. Um, but we're all, I mean, I'm just trying to use it with your own world. Uh, like if you have sushi and you don't, not a big sushi person, but you have some sushi, sushi or whatever, um, vegan sushi, obvi. Uh, but if you have some <laughs> sushi, you're like, oh, maybe this isn't my thing. But it's reminding me what I like about what I already do know. I mean, in a sense. Um, so you don't have to go convert to Viking beliefs, or you don't have to go become an Aboriginal. In a sense, you don't have to walk their paths. You get the perfume of their potpourri of experience from just the tasting of their their foods and specialties. Exactly. So they are resonating. They have a, 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 a vibrational field because of of their path. So they are connected to their ways they are connected to their heart to their ancestors and by just being and sharing their wisdom it triggers in you something i started praying uh to the ancestors or to the, to god or to however you want to call it to the other world uh started in in in, in german then I started in Greek. And then I started in English. 
And then I said, okay, what is resonating the most with me? Oh, okay, the Greek language when I pray is the most powerful, the most authentic. There I can just really go fully into that and feel the most connection. And this is the way it, it should be. So it's not about uh, like we have it in all these new age uh, traditions or whatever that oh, uh, now I learned uh, this mantra and this mantra and we sing now all Hare Krishna together and we're happy and uh, not... It, 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 in the best way, it's a reminder of our ways. Right. But we just put it on as a, a costume and say, oh, I'm Hare Krishna now or, or I'm a Buddhist now or I'm a, I don't know, a Hinduist and I believe in, in Shiva and Shakti and whatever. In the end, they are talking about the same thing. It's just should remind us of our own. And for me, the all the authentic, real, authentic teachers and, and, and elders are saying the same thing. They don't want us to copy them. They don't want that. For, for a very good example for one elder that is coming in, in, in the beginning of April, uh, Toroa Aperhama, his name. Uh, he's an elder of the Maori. Will he, you be doing he, it in will be in Austria, yes. Okay, cool. In just, Austria, just, yes. In lower Austria. Just, you said it, but make, just, hey, everybody, he'll be having an event with some of these kinds of people in April. Check it out. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we will have it. So we have a, we will have a workshop with him in in our forest house, uh, and his he so uh, something you probably already know or many people know is the haka, is the the mm -hmm. their tribal dance, the ritual tribal dance, and this is copied all around the world from so many people, but actually they don't want that. They don't want them to be copied. They don't want, they want you to tap into your own power and energy and find that. And this is what he's sharing with us. So he won't uh, be um, teaching us the Hakka in their ways or in their language or words. But rather he will go with us through a process as Austrians now. Uh, we will do the Austrian battle cry. And we will use our own words, our own voices, our own ancestors to tap into this power. This lays inside of us. And not just copying words that we don't understand because our subconscious understands German and not Maori language. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, it's not like music where it's like a universal language or I was kind of trying to use food, but music, it's like, it doesn't, I mean, you could probably show Daft Punk to kids in the Aboriginal outback who have never heard this kind of shit and they're going to dig it at a level. They might not understand what like postmodern French new funk is or whatever Daft Punk is, um, but they're going to groove on it at some level and however they interpret it is authentic to them. And that's, that's a big part of the age of Aquarius. I mean, you're in astrology. We're going into an, a time, uh, especially with Saturn and Aquarius right now, where, where our structures are being remodeled into more authentic uh, nodes as opposed to having like the Roman church or the Greek church or, you know, whatever, America. It's like we're starting to realize 
in Amer a term, I don't know if it's like a good idea or not, because this is what the Confederacy and American Civil War is all about. But confederationalism is kind of like pockets of people that do things like, the. I mean, in America, you know, Seattle and um, whatever, Portland don't want to be governed and act the same way as Dallas, Texas, which doesn't want to be the same thing as so. But we're all human. And especially in that example, we're American. So we need to kind of get beyond tripping out on exact um i mean the whole point of the star man right this alchemist is he's taking the elements which are true to everybody fire earth and wind water and then he's understanding his own alchemy with it so uh, in a way it's kind of like uh in harry potter like at first everyone's like just trying to do their thing like teach us what hogwarts is and there's there's four schools oh yeah and then they start realizing there's actually other schools there's the Bobaton school and these russian dudes or whatever they are i don't even remember the books that well but um it, it takes all kinds and in a weird way that's a privilege uh and and that's where a lot of magic is so i'm glad you're tapping into it i mean it's a it's a it's as old as time i mean in a sense it's in all of our blood and in a sense there's probably a level of reality that you're going to tap into in those kinds of ceremonies and practice you know participation events um that the internet won't do really or that you know a, a uh, going to a soccer game or um the opera all these are great things but like they're, they're tapping into very particular archetypes of a culture at, at a zenith, whereas this is getting into, like you are saying, kind of like, hey, we're going to play, uh, I mean, I used to do this, I'm a musician, but it'd be like, let's uh, imagine this, like whatever, like leaves falling, you know, maple leaves falling on a fucking pond or whatever. Um, that's going to mean something different to a Norwegian than it is to an Aboriginal than it is, but they could still use that energy. It sounds like that's not what you're saying. It's like you're basically getting the vibe. Yes, exactly. And then yeah. you'll speak in your own tongue, in a sense um and exactly and this is this is this is yeah so so for me is and this is this is a very important part also of uh this um uh, how can i explain that this uh naive uh, people being naive mm -hmm. naivism uh of uh oh i'm gonna sing a mantra and then i'm gonna be healed possibly like, <laughs> depends on if you're on the vibration of that yeah yeah but but often this is like like you do that uh, chanting with the guitar and everybody is going crazy of uh, om namah shivaya is uh probably not not the way they uh had supposed to do that and <laughs> right. uh, the original this intention. is not yeah the original intention was a prayer and, and getting in connection with the source and then tapping into this energy field and, and receive something. But uh, the thing is that techniques or ways or information is taken out of context and putting into this, let's say, again, new age stuff, mm -hmm. uh, to put it in the frame. And then it's out of context and it lost the connection. So, yeah, I can chant Om Namah Shivaya. But if I don't really feel the connection, what's the purpose of it? Just by singing and having a good time? Okay, this is beautiful. Makes beautiful uh, emotions in, in my heart, but uh, it's not uh, where it's supposed to go. And What you're uh, kind of expressing is the dilemma of postmodernism, where it's like everything is relative, and it's like to what? To a point, and that gets into tradition and like authenticity of tradition. Um, and like cultural appropriation, I mean, this is a big hot topic these days. Um, it's weird because I think there's magic, how would I put it? Chaos magicians, if you want to put it that way, use a very kind of haphazard 
methodology and there's a truth and a way to that but it's going to miss out on certain things just like if i um it's very different for me to allude to the you know say oh this is like soromon or something that's going to mean something very different to someone who's only seen the movies versus read lord of the rings books versus J.R. tolkien who made up the universe himself or whatever so there's it's it's weird because i don't disagree with you um but i don't want to dismiss outright because i'm not singing a Hare krishna or anything like that um it's called um what is it eclecticism where you kind of collect little things from various things like i've got a dream weaver and i work on my chakras and i whatever you know i i do uh lomi lomi or what you know various things i think there's a how to put it we have to honor that we're in a time where globalism and this kind of like weird new um renaissance of thinking is possible because we're getting outside of constricted form in a way but that doesn't yeah mean, th there um, you get me wrong tim there you get me wrong i'm 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 the same so i have here i have the shiva statue i have uh I have my shamanic drum hanging there. I have some so we're postmodern magicians. Here. Yeah, we're eclectic. Yeah. But but what you're saying at some level, and I agree, and I don't know how to explain it, but it's like there's a truth when you're committed to an authentic path that can't be faked by other people in a sense. So it's like if you're in a punk rock band and you're playing punk rock, it's like that's real to you. But if someone covers your song, they might kind of get it. They might even sound very similar, uh, but it's but it's not getting to the essence of the thing. Is that what you're kind of saying earlier? Uh, but they don't what, want us to copy them in a sense. <laughs> like, yeah, is what no, you're it's what what I what I think it's it's not about not taking tools or not taking uh, like for example the the Buddhist uh, flags I have here uh, if you see them mm -hmm. here. Yeah, it's better. So it, it's it's about knowing the meaning of it and honoring that. Tibetan fireflies. <laughs> I have it right next to me. It's like, I've never even opened this shit. I just got it from Tibet. So that's a good example. I'm like, oh, I'm going to just grab this. Because the problem, I think, this, the downside of this is consumerism. And we're so used to consumerism that we're just kind of grabbing off the shelf whatever we feel is appropriate, which is both good. It's not good or bad. It's got positive and negative to it. You know, kind of like that. Um, Raphael, you kind of might have an opinion on this because I think, in a sense, we, we all understand what we're saying. It's like, there's, <laughs> you can't be the original so why try but at the same time if you if you do it in your own way that's basically where the magic lies it's not necessarily about keeping the code and yeah um, it's it's not doing... we're past that and as you said in the aquarius age we passed that of mm -hmm. holding the strict structure of okay in the tibetan buddhism you need to do this 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 is exactly this way and not different no i'm i'm also i'm i'm collecting uh what is fitting for me which tools which uh i have some mantras tibetan mantras i have some hindu mantras i have some uh mantras from the six that i listen to and, and chant sometimes when i feel to but i know the connection to it i know the value of it and i just don't just use it because it's funny or it's just popular or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is what i meant and by by doing that you you call it chaos magician the chaos <laughs> magician takes all this stuff and makes his own thing out of it it's like a hack and then, and then yeah. it's authentic then it's mm -hmm. authentic and then it's real and this is what 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 is transforming and uh in in the end uh there's a transition also and this is why i also like to build the bridges between the elders that are bringing this wisdom of this tri this tribal wisdom of their ancestors they often had very strict 
strict and part, strict ways yeah. and traditions and ways, uh, and building the bridge to the youth that is able to through the internet, of course, also and the globalism to have access to so many things, so many traditions, so many informations. So uh, and and the 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 thing is to come into the heart and to feel what is my way what is my authenticity and what is my way of bringing this magic into the world and using these tools in my way not in just a copied way or an unconscious way this is what i was wanted to tell and not not that it's not good to collect many things I think it's so inevitable many, in our right. day and age. I mean, it's kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? Like we're all internet aware and aware of like, you know, Mayan astrology and all these things. It can get overwhelming in a sense because uh, for, for me, for example, at one point when I started doing a lot of LSD, I was like, holy shit, tarot and astrology and everything. And I didn't take anything too seriously, which is a very Gemini sentiment thing to do. Um, I just kind of taste tested and, and there's a beauty in that, but there's also a beauty and commitment and like, you know, like, if Bilbo Baggins hadn't gone on that journey and gone all the way back, it's it, it's not the same thing kind of thing. Um, so it's it's complicated. I, I'm not even really saying it in a judgmental way. It's just like one has to be very aware, sun card, of the magic you're doing, the alchemist card, because the magician card, because um, not everybody's magic is going to look the same, but we're all coming from the same source ultimately. I mean, as you know, and it's kind of this weird tendril thing through time space. So the validity of runes is is equal to in some way, even though I don't use runes, um, the didgeridoo or whatever, you know what I mean? Like these are, these are methods and tools for accessing this universal, uh, magic. I mean, also, yeah, and also the information I feel. So it's the same thing. Uh, at the end, it's the same thing. If I use runes to give you a reading or the astrology or, or let's compare it better to tarot cards because the astrology is more, based on your birth chart but uh, uh for example with the tarot cards it doesn't really matter which tools i use when i tap into this informational field then the informations that should go to you and you should receive will come through and the informations and it's the same thing if I use uh, the human design or mm -hmm. astrology. In the end, it's just a way of translating the way you are being for your mind so you can understand it. And it doesn't really matter if it's uh, Western uh, astrology or it's Vedic astrology or it's human design or it's uh, whatever it's all these things are in the end connected to the same thing and if you tap into the source the information comes and this is and this is what we need to find we need to find our way our channel and uh, see what nourishes us what is good for us what works for us so the one is going for jogging because this is what is good for her uh, and the other one is fighting every day to get up and go jogging and he doesn't like it at all uh, 
but in the end, maybe cycling would be that what is best for him. No, right. Don't fight. Don't fight your own process. I mean, find what works. Taste test everything, but like, be true to yourself. Why not? Yeah. Um, is there any? I, I mean, that we just talked about a pretty head heady topic. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, no, I don't. We don't disagree. It's it's crazy because we're in such weird times because that is kind of. In a sense, there's a new culture that's trying to say everything is all good, which is true. But then that can kind of water down the wisdom of some of these people. If you, I mean, like what you're doing with these groups is bringing in authentic nodes of experience of these cultures, and that's allowing for a very, um, it's a very unique experience, I'm sure. Uh, where I, I would like to physically experience the magic of being around this much elder energy, because like you're saying at the end of the day, it would just be like dripping with wisdom. It doesn't really matter about the, the song and dance so much or the lyrics. It's like the, t the tones will come through. You're very welcome to come to Austria, brother. No oh, problem. if I can, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I and know. I just want to comment, at least, you know, I can understand there is, you know, pro potentially great quality and exclusivity in a sense in only being able or mainly being able to attend, you know, ceremonies, teachings and so on physically. However, I'd certainly recommend at least having one part of whatever event you have where uh, the given elder is sharing something that can also be made public, you know, and accessible to a wider audience. Sure, so. sure. This is this is also the plan also with, uh, for example, with the Oki Talk that I want to uh, go on Oki Talk with the elders and have there uh, a talk with them or interview with them where they talk about their medicine and what they, about their approach and tra tradition. Um, yeah, it's the plan to, to open that field further for many people. And uh, Because maybe just briefly to say, like yeah. Jim mentioned, there's so much available right now, but that's also the issue because even we just said, I was just jumping on from another show on OkiTalk actually in German and someone said, oh, everyone can just Google, you know, just do some research. But the issue is, at least now with all the algorithms and so on, it's not even so, I mean, with spiritual discernment and synchronicity, everything is possible. But if one is not well trained and doesn't know what to look for, I almost feel like it's actually maybe even more difficult to find really good information. Because many people can claim, oh, I'm a big elder, I'm a big shaman, I take on the nice clothes or whatever. And then they completely screw you over or have bad intentions or are completely imbalanced themselves. Um, so I think it's particularly relevant that those that are, I want to say, Pro proven by authenticity and in this case you would be the filter let's say of knowing them you know physically knowing they're authentic and having talked to them that it gives another degree of now i want to say authority again it's not quality even about authority. Control. Quality, control. quality control yeah yeah right. um yeah, yeah so this is, this is outsourcing their food and you're like you know the person who's like i've it was like a chef you know i went to the best yeah. people like they have the clams they have the fucking cheese they got and then you make your thing I mean, you're doing cooking still. It's just as a spiritual level. It's what it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm still cooking. You're right. Um, yeah, this is what I want to do also with the association that I have uh, that I will uh, that is is growing right now to create this safe space of knowing. Okay, when you go into a for to a event of uh, Aristus Metatron that is has the, the the roof of Aristus Metatron, that this you can be sure this is authentic. You're safe there, and this is not just a uh some guy from south america that travels the world now and telling everybody he's an ayahuasca shaman right. uh 
but fucking up people. We may know the same people, but let's just continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, there there are many many ones traveling around the world, and and actually, you need the experience of ten years of taking ayahuasca yourself permanently to become an ayahuasquero. So uh, I lean out at the window and say, ninety five percent of the people out there who who are offering uh re uh ayahuasca rituals are not really authentic and or like, whatever yeah they like can wine. really fuck people enough. up yeah. also also on 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 terms of responsibility and then we come back to what you said earlier what you asked about the energies and whatever so when we work with people we have responsibility for that what comes up so uh for example, I knew a girl that, and she went to a workshop of a shaman that was in Vienna and whatever. And during this session, uh, during this workshop, uh, it came up that uh, it came up that she was raped by her grandfather. Heavy shit. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, really heavy shit. Really heavy shit. And what happened then, the workshop was over and this guy said, okay, the workshop is over. You can go home now. And she was, she was, was sitting there in the corner crying. She was completely devastated and he, he just sent her out on the street. She had a psychosis on the street and said, no, I will never touch anything with spirituality again. It was a major fuck up. And this, I, I heard many stories also experienced myself some some really heavy stuff where people really fuck up because they have responsibility and if you don't really be aware of what is happening and not taking this responsibility and just let it flow what oh what happens happens everything is welcome blah 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 then you can really fuck up people you There's can fuck up their lives yeah, big exactly time that. for yeah. a long time. So, for example, when uh, come back to the massage again, when I have, for example, a massage and this woman has been raped and I do a wrong move, it's a re-traumatization for her because it was too fast or too this or whatever. And if I'm not pure enough in, in, in my thoughts and in my, in my being and in my intentions, then she is opening up for for this session and and for the trust and then inside of this opening something happens again and you can fuck up more than you could heal in the first place and this is why not everybody should work with people not everybody is suited for that Everybody can learn Reiki or another technique. Yes. Okay. Of course. It's a technique you can learn. And some are more talented in that than others. But. And as you know, it's many... usually in their chart, right? It's like, oh, you should be. A, you got a whole lot of water. You should be a psychic or whatever. That kind of stuff. It's funny. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's like people are very designed for what they should be doing. And what one of the downsides to modern culture is that we look around and it's tricky because our egos can get attached to something that our heart has nothing to do with in a sense. 
So someone could be like, you know, oh, I want to be a rock star because they get much, so much pussy or whatever the thought is, you know? <laughs> and it's like, they don't really love music. They just want to be a celebrity, you know, or whatever. It's like the ego is talking there, not the heart. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but just like with psychedelics, I mean, um, there's a responsibility and it's tricky because in some way, and maybe I'm naive, where it's like, it's all, it all works together for the glory of God or I have some weird, you know, Christian thing where I'm like, everything's redeemable. So even like the word, you know, even Nazism has... I guess I've always joked about this. It's not probably a very good joke, but it's like they had Hugo Boss design uh, or, you know, whatever. It's like some good came out of the Third Reich, I guess. Uh, not like I'm into that whole world. Um, but there's a responsibility, like you're saying, um, especially with when you're getting intimate physically or energetically with people that a lot of people don't take seriously. And it's either a quick buck or it's a pride, you know, build up your ego or whatever. And people jump on a bandwagon and there can be a lot of, uh, collateral damage from that is what you're kind of getting at. Yes, when you're not you're not aware of that, of course, and of of these experiences, of course, uh, of course, there's a possibility to learn in that, of course, and and all this. Uh, you're a Gemini. If something like that. Yeah. If something happens, it's all as you say, as a lesson. But uh, not everybody is able to really cope that not everybody is able to uh grasp this wisdom that lies behind this trauma that is there so uh and this is why we need to be careful also who is ready for what mm. i can't uh if i have a, a psychological uh not stable person as a client, I can't go full power on her or him. It's not possible. If I would do that, uh, her fuse will, will, will burn or snap or how you call it. It's too much. When it comes too much on the surface uh, at the same time. So we, all, we have so much responsibility in, in working. So we have the tools to bring into action many things. But we also need to be aware of what is now what is what is needed now and this is where our ego needs to step away again because of course i want i want the full transformation for my client at the moment i want them to go to the full process release all their emotions and whatever and then be newborn this is the ideal one of course i want to go full power but not everybody's ready for that and then it's not sustainable. The transformation is not trans uh, sustainable. And then they go back again where they were or go even further back than they were, were when they came to your place because it was too much. Right. I mean, uh, Raphael said it before, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I mean, people might mean well, but if you're not ready, it's funny because the fool card, the zero card is right before the one card, the magician card. The fool's like, anything goes, I'll learn from anything, whatever. It's all good. The magician's like, actually, fire is not water and earth is not air. And if you put, you know, it's like it's starting to get very discreet and discerning um, with the elements and with the self and the magic. So, and I mean, that's a whole, it, literally in a way, I think it's um, a whole lifetime in a sense to become a master of the self to know how to deal with things so it's tricky for me to not feel guilty uh, how would i put it we don't want to feel guilty that we're fucking up because in a sense we're all fucking noobs here 
figuring it out. You know, it's like we're all learning and from Chinese whispers and trying to figure it out. But at the same time, um, so in a sense, it's like failure happens and like, you know, missteps happen and trauma happens and mistakes happen. But we can negate those if we're being the magician, if we're being with that sun card and really bringing light and awareness to things. There's a very different intention and energy about that than just kind of like whatever happens, happens. There's there's truth for both. You know, winter is true as much as summer. So it's like it is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And that's something we've talked about a lot on here. I'm one of the, you know, ever since the first podcast, I'm like, how do we know it's true? How do we know how to? You know, it's like just because someone has a good sales pitch doesn't mean what they're selling is healthy or whatever. So it's it's tricky. And everybody's kind of embarked on a journey of discovery of awareness at that level. And you have to be very realistic. You know, we have to not disempower ourselves too much. Um, but we also have to think that it's OK to ask for help. It's it's a real both and it's a tension. You know, it's, it's a tension point. Um we might want to start winding down here. I'm not sure if, uh, if that's okay with you. Um, we haven't gotten to everything, but I do want to talk about um, the group that you're facilitating in the building that you're working in and maybe what you're, like you're saying, the projects. Um, so if you want to talk about that for a minute, totally go for it. Um, about the my project with the elders, you mean, Owen? No, we've covered that. I, I mean, that's in April and we'll put links for you and shit. But like um, you were saying you're self-employed now and you're working in this space that you're calling Metatron, I think. Um, no, no. Uh, so the the Metatron is is my association that I will build. That uh, is, I I don't know, like a company. A future tense thing. Yeah, this is this is okay, this okay. is this is a roof of 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 the events of the workshops with the elders and my workshops and and other wisdom keepers that I will bring in. Uh, that have this, as you said, Raphael, this uh, authenticity of the that the people can be sure of. Okay. Uh, in this odyssey, uh, odyssey of uh, offers we have here on, on spiritual paths and, and uh, traditions and, and whatever, uh, that there is something that is, uh, okay, that people can be safe. This is my idea and this is Aristos Metatron. And my self-employment uh, is uh, Papa Roots, as I said, it. this is my company name. And this I work... Uh, at home from distance for people from distance or and i'm in a shared space uh, where i give uh, sessions one-on-one -on -one with people and i'm also offering workshops and retreats also uh and being transforming but this is i don't have a house where i do that all all together uh we have a house in the forest uh in one hour from vienna where i have the space to create retreats and uh, invite people and and organize stuff uh, but in Vienna there are many different spaces where we can uh, yeah share this wisdom share the the ceremonies together you facilitate you, one another I mean it sounds like you're you very cancerian you're 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 about bringing the tribe in and giving them good soul food basically yes actually because they're fed up just with junk food or not just but mainly <laughs> yeah or very uh, often spiritual junk food yeah actually that's yeah. a good point the spiritual materialism you, spiritual junk food we got all of there's it wisdom. there's wisdom from binging a bunch of snickers bars you'll go i don't need that actually and now i'm crashing off the sugar so in a sense you know uh 
and maybe it's everybody's nature is different, obviously. But as a eleven, yeah, you need to burn your fingers on 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 the stove to understand. I mean, that's how the story started, you know, with the burnout in a sense. So you know, it's an important part of the process for most, you know. So, so for me, the burnout was the the biggest present I've got in my life because I understood that I need to go a different path. And I need to take care of myself because nobody else will do that for me. Nobody else will look after me except of me all the time. And I have the responsibility. And if we if we start here, then we stop making the other one responsible for, oh, you treated me that way or whatever. Why in the first place I let you treat me like that? Why in the first place I let that happen? And for me, this is something I learned now. I'm I'm training mixed martial arts also to uh, with, uh, yeah, it's really <laughs> really heavy stuff. So with the uh, with the Austrian uh, champion in, in Sanda style, uh, he's doing different styles. So he is he, the main style he's doing is Sanda and kickboxing. Okay. Sanda is uh, like the kung fu, but for one-on-one fighting, it's more hard. And uh, he, he, this is really transforming inside my head so many things because uh, I learned my whole life to dodge mm. every everything that comes. I was not now. I learned to face it. Now I learn how to defend myself and also go into the action to all already control my life and he said some very very much wisdom was in what he said is like the fight is going as i let it to be i let if i have my hands down here i let you punch my face not you punch my face and you're an asshole i let you punch my face if i have my hands here i'm not allowing to do that right and it's the same thing in the whole life. So if I know my values, if I know where I am, if I know what is good for me and what not, it's our responsibility to act out of that wisdom and act out of that knowledge. Act like and you know, as Raphael says. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not allow the things anymore to victimize you not, or- to victimize them and and, uh, that harm us anymore because in the end we are responsible and of course then there comes a topic on okay she has been raped and whatever there's of course there's lines on responsibility where i i don't think every woman is responsible for her for her to being raped but this is a huge topic but uh, oh, I in see a, what you're saying. Yeah, okay. In right. in in a, in a way, it, it is important in her life, as we have uh, soul contracts, to have this experience, so to understand something, to realize something, to heal something, or whatever. So everything has its purpose. But at the moment we are getting aware of it, we have the responsibility. And not the other anymore. And this is something so important that, oh, yeah, the universe will provide. Only the universe. Yes, it will provide if you Through attract. You. Yeah. If you attract it, what provide what you need to be provided, yeah, or what it's to be provided. 
But uh, if your uh, one teacher of me said it beautifully, like uh, we talk, we were talking about the law of attraction, and he said, if you go to Amazon and said you want a Nike shoe, uh, you won't get it. Yeah, right. No, you need to. You need to. Uh, take the Nike Air uh, 46 in the in the size 37, and then you order it, you pay it, and then it comes to you. And you just say, oh, I want abundance. Okay. Abundance in what? Abundance in pain, abundance in <laughs> scarcity, abundance confusion. in uh, confusion. <laughs> there's, there's so I many things that. that can be. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said the wrong prayer. Oh, my God, I'm fucked. No, I'm <laughs> It's like I prayed for an interesting life. I guess I've got a very interesting life. Um, no, we got to get you back on and talk more about martial arts. Um, go into uh, you're a cool guy. I mean, obviously, um, I'm glad you guys know each other. If I ever come to Vienna, we're kicking it. Obviously, we'll go to the wooded house and eat drugs or something. I don't know, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm kind of reforming off psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. I, I, there's a few psychedelics I need to do, but I'm not partying like I used to for sure. Um, in any event, um, are there any kind of last statements or uh, we'll be sure to put your links um, and think, you know, contact info that we've got in uh, the description, but any kind of parting thoughts and uh, we'll kind of wrap it up there. Yeah, it's just, I, I invite everybody to just go with this question does it really nourish myself on every level on everything what you're doing ask this question the food you eat the relationship you have the friendship you have does this friendship really nourishes me if the answer is no then ask how to transform it so it nourishes you and if you can't get rid of it as soon as possible of course, not every job is easily to be quitted and not every relationship is ended so easily, but as soon as possible. And the same thing is with the wisdom we get or the informations we get, the knowledge or techniques we get from all over the world through the internet or other sources. See if it resonates with you. Don't take everything because somebody said it not all for me if you don't resonate with what i'm saying don't take it it's it's every everybody has their own reality in a way and their own perception of it and not every medicine is the right for every person so please ask these questions and step one step back Go one step back and observe, go in this uh, view that you said earlier that you got from psychedelics, Jim. Uh, this view is not only when you take something, this view can all the time when you just step out of your ego, go one step back, look on what is going on and then take a decision. Mm -hmm. Then order the food. And there's so much wisdom inside of you and we are our own gurus. We are our own teachers. If we listen to that, if we tap into this source inside of us, and the others was in the other ones in the outside are reminders, are also teachers. But there's not the oh the one true guru or Osho or Babaji or 
uh, how they want to call themselves, I don't care. Uh, they are a reminder. They are shining light on your way, on your path, but you need to walk it. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, Luke can't be Yoda, but he can learn a thing or two, but he can't be Yoda. So, yeah. um, and if he tried to be Yoda, he will lose himself. Right, and that's a weird lesson in itself, I guess, at the end, where it's like, you were here to be a very unique snowflake, and you decided to become water with one with that teaching, or whatever. There's a lot of paths, and it's really, it's a trip. We'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure, on the next podcast. Let's get you back on here soon, though. Um, it's, I appreciate you giving us your time and energy. Your story is cool. Um, it's refreshing to know that people, um, you know, are choosing a wise path. I mean, it, it's, it can get kind of weird and people say what's true and all this stuff, but it's like, you're being authentic and you're walking it well. So I appreciate that. And that's like a reminder to me. It's like, Oh yeah, I've got my own magic and it doesn't look like theirs or, you know, it's like be true to yourself and light that fire. And eventually we become suns and then look at the sky at night. It's like, Holy shit. Like the beauty of the stars. It's, it's amazing. Not every star has to be the same star. They're just being themselves and, in relation to one another. So yeah, I really do appreciate you giving us your time. We'll be sure to plug your uh, info in here. Raphael, any kind of parting thoughts? I think uh, Pan put it perfectly. There's nothing much to add, really. Uh, yeah, everyone, you know, light your own fires, find your own paths. And then <laughs> if you will, if you choose, you can also be a light on somebody else's path, you know, in your own very unique way. So, you know, everyone gets to enjoy that process. And we yeah. should start gambling if you're going to keep pulling the sun card. Like, yeah. Start a pool. It's yeah. like, how, how long is this run going? This man? is how we're going to monetize the show by gambling. I'm all for it. So <laughs> th thank you. Thank you very, very much. And uh, thanks, everyone, uh, for listening in. Catch you next yeah, time. And thank you also Adios. for listening and for giving the space to share my, my story yeah, and my, my experience. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Thank you.